How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Capes and Tights. I'm Justin. My ho-host over there is Adam. And we got Paul here from Galactic Comics and Collectibles in Bangor, Maine at 547 Hammond Street in Bangor, Maine. Uh, welcome, Paul. How's it going, guys? I'm doing great. How are you, Adam? I'm outstanding. Yeah, see? Everything's great. It's pouring rain outside. We're inside talking comic books. The one thing I wanted to start this whole thing off with, though, is did anybody just see that CGC just posted? Or who was it CGC? It was someone else. What, Spider-Man Amazing Fantasy number 15 sold for today? It set the the record. Amazing Fantasy 9.6, Amazing Fantasy 15, first appearance of Spider-Man, 3.6 million. Oh, damn. Like, and, and you know what? I was gonna pull the trigger, but I was only gonna go three point five. Yeah, exactly, right? I just think about all of them that were thrown away <sighs> over the yeah. years. Well, that's I mean, we've yeah. talked about this before, Adam, on the also, podcast. Yeah, it, that's why it's worth so much money. Exactly, so, exactly. First of all, I want to know how a 1962 comic book. How like Goodbye. I can't keep a comic book from two thousand and eleven and nine point six. <laughs> like, how can someone? They didn't bag and board it back then. Like, what no, would you do to no. keep a comic book? Most of them are probably damaged coming off the rack. Like, you know, that, that a ha- local pharmacy or convenience store or whatever it was. Uh, that's nuts. That's awesome. That's not, 3.6 million. And then the other one was um, the um, TMNT, the first appearance, the first TMNT book went for, I think CGT just posted a bunch of this stuff. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, a 9.8 non-restoration grade, sold for 245000 I actually had a customer come in here with said book and it was just to, to like see it. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, he had no interest in selling it. It was just like, he's like, you might think this is cool. And I'm like, uh, I think anybody would think that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Paul, I you don't know? think you, you could have offered, I will trade you everything in this store, every item, including the cash in the my, drawer my car, <laughs> and you wouldn't have been able to come close to what that comic no. book is worth. <laughs> no, not even. Here's my house. I still, yeah. I can trade my, that's the funny thing is a comic book, TMNT, it'd be the same one that people who threw away. I mean, there were some people who were, I mean, it wasn't long after Adam and I have a podcast coming up here in a couple of weeks that's reviewing the TMNT movies. And yep. one of the things we'll talk about, and I, I want to bring up on that time, I'll just give you a little foray into that is it was only six years after that comic book hit shelves that they were making yeah, a feature movie. film in the yeah, theaters. Pretty, like, that, that was pretty amazing like, fire market. And so if you had a comp, if I had a comic book from six years ago, I would likely still have that comic book. So it's different yeah. than, than right. a, a amazing fantasy 15 first appearance of Spider-Man. And then the first Spider-Man movie comes out in the two thousands. That's a <laughs> long time to hold on to that book. So that the value would actually go up. I think there was, I think there was one really good Spider-Man movie when I was a kid in the eighties where it looks like dental floss and he's going up the side of the building. But I, I don't know if that counts. Dude, going back and looking at some of the classic Spider-Man stuff that's on Disney Plus, yeah. even like you said, is hilarious. Like it, the cartoons, like yeah, some of it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> it's it's so yeah, three point six million dollars. Like I, I just the funny thing I'm laughing about that is there's 10, 15, 20 comic books that I'd rather spend that three point six million dollars on to have more nine point sixes of. Incredible Hulk number 181, or you know, just think about the comic books that you could buy. TMNT, yeah. you could buy TMNT number one, over 9.8 graded for $250,000 and still have $3.3 million to spend on other stuff. Yeah, I just think about like that one thing in your price and your value in your collection. Is that going to a safe? If you own that comic book, where does that you'd, have, you'd have to, right? How do you yeah. like it'd be hard to like share and enjoy that because 
you've got to keep it so secured and safe. But at the same time, maybe if you've got 3.5, 3.6 million to drop out a comic book, uh, yeah, it can go out and like, you know, man cave out back and we'll yeah. beers, we can look at it. Um, or you can, you can afford the best archival right. you know, materials that, that money can and, buy too. Yeah, Lasers and all that stuff. It's yeah. on the wall. Yeah, it's exactly. got motion yeah. sensors. Yeah. Like Mission Impossible. Yeah. 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 Deep exactly. in the Vatican. So for $3.6 million, you can buy Amazing Fantasy 15 at 547 Hammond Street in Bangor, Maine. Galactic <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, the first thing that guy did was crack that CGC case open. Yeah, right? like, ah, yeah, I hate these. I want to see this. Well, that's funny because, I mean, I've been talking on the podcast the past couple weeks. I've talked to you, Paul, too, but I rewatched Comic Book Men, the show that was on AMC yep. uh, that features love the guys from uh, Jay on Silence, Bob's Secret Stash. And, and I live Comic Book Men, except not quite as large. Yes, exactly, right? Uh, and so they, um, where was I going with this? Oh, they went and visited. They wanted one of the things someone wanted to do on their bucket list was see Action Comics number one, first appearance of Superman, in person. They wanted to see the comic book. They wanted to like just be in the presence of it. They didn't want to hold it. They didn't want to read yep. it. They're like, this is too valuable for me to actually do anything with. And yeah. they went to this guy's museum who has an Action Comics number one, and it's just in a case. Like it's just it's a glass case. It's just sitting on a, on a like a thing that holds it together. Not CGC certified. Nothing. It's just there. Not even in a bag and a board. It's just on the thing and he picks it up and he bends it right open smells it and i'm like oh my god that's millions <laughs> of dollars in a comic book right there and again it gets to that point where it's like he if you looked around he had action comics number you know tw- uh, detective comics 27 he had all the, the number one yeah. issues all the big issues he has the money that if he ruins this or somehow doesn't keep this pristine action oh, comics number imagine. one he'll probably just go and buy another one yeah, we'll exactly. find another one. It's not like it's not necessary to have. Yeah, that's if you're, if you're in that. that kind of class of, of wealth, then it's like, oh, yeah, it's like collecting then, any other thing. It's yes. like collecting your, you know, the guy that comes in and buys dollar bin books, you know, is maybe, maybe you're at that stage where it's like, oh, yeah, not a big deal. Number one is a dollar buck for you. Like, it's just a dollar <laughs> buck. It's like, yeah, whatever. I'll read it. I'm going to read it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start dog earing it. This looks like a cool yes. thing. Uh, circling it, drawing a mustache on, on uh, Superman. I think that'd be crazy. But um, so we're here to talk about books like we do on this podcast. Uh, we talk all kinds of things, various uh, pop culture, you know, movies and all that stuff. Um, if you are a fan of the podcast that Adam and I are on, we also do a main state of mind. Paul's been on many of times before. And so Paul actually was one of the kickoff episodes of changing this over and, and spinning off into capes and tights. We did the comic book writers uh, yeah. live at the, at the shop. Um, now it, we're back doing a little bit remote, but we can figure this out and get it done correctly and, and have fun with it anyway. Um, but just in case people didn't know who Paul was, I thought we'd do an episode that we just talked. I was going to do the state of comics. Adam and I talked about like the state of comics in the world. However, we want to do that at the end of the year and just talk how the comic book industry went in 2021. So this episode, we're really going to give an update on what Paul's been able to do at the shop in Bangor. Uh, I think even if you're not from Bangor, if you're listening to this podcast, we have listeners from California. We have listeners all over the world now, actually. Um, just knowing a, a rural, I, I know we're in a city, but like, let's be honest. Yeah. We're rural. Yeah. It, you know, Penobscot County in, in Maine is a rural county in general. Bangor in the size in comparison to other cities, excuse me, in New England is tiny. Oh, gosh. And so, like, you have a rural shop in Bangor, Maine, but you have, you have different stumbling blocks, different issues, but you actually make it do. And you were able to on September 1st of 2021, after what, two, basically two years? Two, yeah, just almost two years of being open in the storefront. Yep. You were able to leave your job, your the favorite job you've ever had in your entire life at Advanced <laughs> Auto Parts, and 
move over full time and do their shop. What's it been like? I mean, we're now a week or two into this now. I mean, this is your second new comic book day. Freak- this yeah. is the second new comic book day. And uh, how's it been? I mean, how's it been so far? Terrifying. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, I, there's just a lot of stress going on in the world right now. Right, and right, to do right, stuff do like stuff. that and just to, and just to right. go out on it and, and do it. I can understand it could be stressful and terrifying, but like, really, has it been fun? Has it been relieving it's, a little it's bit? Been, it's been amazing. It's been great because this is what I enjoy. This is what I love. Um, it was funny when I worked in the auto part deal, I think everybody sort of assumed I wasn't an, an auto guy. So it was always interesting when the cat got let out of the bag with these guys that might have known, even some of these guys that knew me for like years. Yeah. And they were like, you're what now? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like a, a hockey player and giant nerd. And the NHL never called me. So I'm going to go do the other thing and do the comic world. And they're like, they don't even get it. Like, yeah. And to, I, I could care less about automotive. I, I just never, it was never my thing. So to be able to come in and do what I enjoy every single day is amazing. Um, I come in, I'm my own boss. Uh, I, I'm, we've been, I'm in the back room right now and we have been working on kind of like a mild amount of construction back here, uh, trying to get the place set up more the way I want it now and having time to, to really start focusing on projects has been awesome. Um, I've increased some of our online presence a little bit. Uh, things I couldn't do in the past. We, we're discussing, Justin, you and I have been talking about ways to get the the old point of sale website back up that uh, we used to have. And I'm looking forward to trying to get that rolling. So it's been great. It's crazy. Um, a lot of foot traffic, seeing people regularly. It's great. It's awesome. It's crazy too. Cause he also, I mean, Adam, Adam, you saw, you saw the shop for the first time, Adam on free comic book day back in August. I did. I did. And, uh, the amount of uh, stuff you have sh- jammed in there. And actually when I was doing some research for this, this episode and doing some pictures, like looking for pictures and imagery and stuff like that, that when we go to post it and stuff, um, mm-hmm. your shop looks different now than it did when you opened it. Like, like oh, your, yeah. where, where your front counter is and things like that. The glass container where the Pokemon cards was in the back room. Right. Yep. And so like, I wasn't actually into your shop until basically right around when you opened it back up. I bought your comic books a little bit via, right before we shut down, I believe it was like, it was like right I, around I the time. So. And then I yeah. ended up doing the pickup or whatever it was. I don't actually remember the first time I went in the shop, like what day it was, but right, right. Uh, it looked different. It looks way more look way late way it looks now than it did when you first opened. Mm. And I was like, it actually kind of funny. It's like, you've, you've, you've sold a lot of stuff, but you've also hoarded a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um it's like i understand me that before you open the shop you probably opened it with the bare minimum not bare minimum but the minimum you really needed to do open your shop right i mean you yeah didn't like, yeah it was funny like, to um to come in here and, and set up originally and look and go wow it's a lot of empty shelves <laughs> it's a lot of empty space like we had all this stuff and i thought of course before i was living out of my uh, home office which is uh it's it's a narrow I think it was like a butler pantry was its original purpose in our house or something. It's a, it's a long little narrow room. And I thought I was going to die in a junk lanch in there. One of those days, like just so much stuff kept piling up. And then when we set it up in here and you know, the store, obviously it's not huge. Uh, we're right around a thousand square feet. But when we first set up in here, I looked around and I'm like, I am never going to fill this place. And here we are two years later. And I'm like, I'm going to have to lug stuff home for a while. <laughs> going to have to start rotating things. <laughs> That's always yeah. been my problem with anything I collect is like, I'm always like some of these one day I'll sell. I never sell them ever. And that's why I like, so kudos to you for being able to even start letting go of them. I, I feel like that would be hard. Like 
That's one of those things I always said is like, you wouldn't hire an alcoholic to be a brewer or a bartender because you, you, you might do that. But it's like, if you're straight up, like, di- like, like actual, um, yes, but I'm like an actual, like, you cannot get up in the morning and all that stuff. You really wouldn't, but you'd rather not either hire that or right. do that. You wouldn't open a brewery likely if you were a full on alcoholic. If you're a collector, it's really one of those weird things that like, you can't open a comic book shop really unless you are a fan of comic books, if that makes any sense. Like you, I mean, there are some shops, we know some shops that are just have like fallen ass backwards into it, or they do other things at the shop and they happen to sell comic books, but you really have to be invested into comic books. And to me thinking about uh, Adam and I are working on studio stuff and it's like, I'm thinking, well, maybe we need to do some construction on some things and, you know, move things around, buy some new equipment. And I'm like, maybe I can sell this. Nah, I don't want to sell that. Maybe I don't want to sell that. It's like, it's the same thing with Kevin Smith in the Clerks movie. It's like, he sold all of his comic books to make a movie. How do you go from being a collector to be a seller and be able to move things? Like, I mean, is everything in your store for sale? Uh, There is very, very few things in the store that is not for sale. And that was one of the things I wanted was I wanted to make sure I've known those people throughout, you know, collecting that have a storefront. When you walk in, everything that's cool isn't for sale. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, that that's yeah, no, that's mine. You know, or they're like, hey, do you want to see something cool? And you're like, yeah. And they pull it from behind the case, and you're like, how much is this? And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, put it back. So um, I have my personal collection, and I tried to make sure. One of the things I did was I I made a list up of the things that if it ever came in, are going to me. Mm-hmm. This is my stuff. This is my personal collection pieces. Mm-hmm. And you know, it changes, and you you change throughout the years. But um, it's funny how. I, I managed to pretty much stick to that list and make those decisions. You know, sometimes someone comes in and I, I'm having a little love affair with, with something right now. I had a, uh, a guy that was a regular seller in here and he told me that, that like, that's all he ever did was buy and sell. That was his whole life. And he said, you have a love affair with something for a while. He says, you get it, you have a little love affair with it and then you move yep. it away. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got a piece in the story now I'm having a little love affair with, but I'm like, yeah, well, you know, somebody will come in. And, and it's fun because then you appreciate that collector that's buying it more. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because you talk to them, you're like, you know, this is going to someone that diehard collects this. This is their thing. So it's cool. You move it along and you know it's going to like a good home, I guess. It's, you know, maybe it's like what you must feel if you're keeping and like fostering pets and then they're going yep. to a home, you know, it's sure. like, oh, you know, it's going somewhere good. So that's, I guess I might have too much sentimental attachment if I'm comparing stuff to pets. <laughs> but, but I think I mean, that's what Justin would say. Yeah. You got to love it like that, though, yeah. or you're not going to do yeah. it every day. Right. You know, if not, then it is work, right? Or or you don't have that driver passion for the items to be able to share with the customers. Um, and that's the thing I wanted to be able to do here was come in and chat with people all day that love the same thing I do. And hopefully, so, I mean, you're, you're, I'm mean, guessing your goal is to point where it gets big enough that you can step back, not step back to the point where you're at home all day and someone else is running the shop. But it's the idea where you can come in on a, on a new comic book day and someone else is running the register and you're just having conversations with customers and, and right. recommending yeah. things or showing them things or, or seeing the family come in with the little kids who's going through the dollar bin books yeah. that you're not yeah. just solely answering you know, the just, family. I've been there on a Wednesday yeah. when you used to open at five and you're answering the phone, you're selling Pokemon cards, you're pulling pull lists, you're doing this, you're doing that. And you're just like, there's like, you don't even have time to breathe. And yeah. that was after you working a full-time job over advanced uh, to come in. The benefit is now I swing by on Wednesdays mornings and it's like a couple of people, like they, they come in at 10, Yep, we grab their comic books, we chat for a little bit and I head out and so on. So it's like, it's nice to have that, probably that opportunity to actually do things. I mean, I can think of, I mean, Adam, yeah. I, Adam used to bartend for OBC and I, I obviously work for OBC. Can you imagine Adam like coming in at four o'clock 
and, and having to just be four o'clock to, to nine o'clock when we're open to be able to do everything you just to do. And that's what, that's what Paul was doing. Basically he was coming yeah, in at five sure. o'clock and like finishing yep. up the pull list and like stocking shelves and moving things around and, and, and organizing and pricing yep. things and, and, and selling online orders. They sold all during the time when you're open. So I can imagine yeah. like me going, like making the schedule and doing payroll and stocking the beer shelves and doing all that stuff while we're open. I just can't imagine that it would drive me insane. So to you and, to actually and after time. you just got off from your other job, Correct. Right. A job that you're not yeah. a huge fan of. A job that you, it's not even like, it's not like you were pulling teeth, Paul, to move. It's not like you're like, I really want to do this comic book thing, but ah, I don't want to like leave this behind. Right. The same thing if I were to open my own comic book shop, it's like, oh, I really like what I do right now. So it'd be hard for me to like, it's like, right. oh, how do I pull away from this thing to do this thing? And it's like, I mean, you were like, I'm doing this because it's paying the bills and I, you know, health insurance and da 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 da. And it's like, yep. okay, now when I can afford to do this and we're making enough money and things are going well, um, now I can actually do what I want to do and have the security. I mean, you have a family too. If you were a single man, you probably would have been doing this two years ago. You would have put it, oh, launched it yeah. and lived in the basement. And living like in the yeah, comic book shop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, you know, to my landlord. So can I, can I sleep back here? Is that cool? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, know have a you have a Murphy bed that went up and it was all pop finals. <laughs> it was all yeah, Funko yeah. pops and the Murphy bed went down and you have a slept on it and you put it back up and you're taking toiletry showers in the, in the bathroom with just toilet water and, I do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> that's what I did yeah, when I went to it's... when I went to OBC. When I started OBC in 2016 or 17, I told myself and my family when they mentioned I was leaving a full-time director of marketing position uh, with a good salary and benefits and vacation time and, and a good company that wasn't going anywhere to go to a brewery that had only been in operation for a few years to do a job that had never been job done there before. They didn't actually have a full-time person yep. doing this job. I said to myself, I don't care if they pay me $12 an hour and I barely can live. I will cancel my iPhone and get a flip phone. I will cancel TV and do everything I need to do. I will rent a room from someone. I'll sleep in a studio apartment. I'll leave my car. I don't care. I wanted this job. And that's one of those things that if I had a family at the time, like if I was full on, you know, wife and kids or something that I probably wouldn't be where I am right now because I wouldn't have been willing to take the risk to do that. And so you were able to do both and then you were able to take the risk. I mean, you're still taking your risk. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's it's different. It's still a little scary, you know. Like yesterday, we were slammed. It was great. Uh, numbers were good. You know, I, I text my wife, and she was all happy. And then today, with the rain and this and that, it's been it's been slower. And she messaged me early. I was like waiting for the the text to come, and got the how's the day going? And I'm like, don't ask. And like the phone instantly rang, and I'm like, I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what's exactly. the matter? And I'm like, it's dead. But you know. We got projects done. It picked up throughout the day, yep. you know, and at the end of it, we're, we're all right. Everything's yeah. okay. Exactly. So, and you're going to have days like that. You have ups and downs and your Saturday oh yeah. might be stellar and your Friday might suck. That's, it's just, you know, you know, that's retail. That's, yep. that's yep. how it is Boy, everywhere. Now you have, no matter what, now you have so much time to put into it, even, you know, versus before that, I mean, that's yeah. likely, I mean, that's going to pay off in ways that you can't even imagine oh, yeah. yet. Yes. Absolutely. And that's the thing is you, before you didn't have time because you were open less right. hours and you were busier during those hours because it was like the prime hours and you weren't able to do the stuff, the project in the back. There were certain days, like you've talked about, that's the reason we usually, you know, we record on Thursdays with Paul usually is because it's like the slower night. So at seven o'clock ish, we can just, you can just quote unquote clock out and go and do this thing right. yep. uh, on a Wednesday. We probably wouldn't cause you've got people in there until all hours and, and oh, so yeah. on. And you know, so, but like I wanted a little, I listened to a podcast uh, off panel podcast uh, with David Harper from sketch.com. He, uh, we're in talks. He might actually join the podcast here at some point would be kind of cool, but he 
had a guest on today or what I was listening to today was Monday's podcast um, from the comics, comicsbeat.com. And she made a joke that I thought you would really appreciate. And you probably already know this, but do you know how you make a, a little amount of money in a comic book store? Oh, oh by opening a comic book store. <laughs> okay. How start out with a lot of money. <laughs> right and it's true and it's, it's one of those things like you have to be crazy and i will say that and paul i know you and you know you're not crazy crazy but i'm just saying like you have to have a small amount of craziness in you to open a comic book store when there's also one and no anybody doesn't know where paul's shop is on bang and bangor what's it five minutes to the next one yeah yeah it, it's now, a you, you could walk, walk you could here. walk it's a comfortable walk from here to there Yep. Um, but you're the only two. And that's one of the discussions I want to have with David Harper when he does eventually come on is he has a, he is, he lives in Alaska. And oh, I was wow. like, Alaska is obviously different than Maine, but in the same sense, mm-hmm. when I talked to a lot of people, I had some friends in high school who moved from Alaska to Maine. There's a lot of things that are not that much different between Alaska no, and Maine yeah. in the aspect of exactly. we're comic book fans and pop culture fans in Bangor. It takes us a second to get like the, the not the news because obviously the internet's pretty fast nowadays, but it takes us a second to actually have that ability. I can't go yeah. thumbing through comic book boxes at comic book shops in Maine because it would take me an hour just to get to each store. Yeah. Yeah. You're not I mean, gonna go and commit it's a it's a day plus commitment if you yeah. were gonna go tour the state and hit all the comic shops. And there aren't that many of them in the first place, but just by no. sheer travel, it's you've you've got a whole day tied up. Well, what from from Portland to Presque Isle? Is gonna run you like eight hours. Yeah, six, yes. eight hours. And if you don't count well, Portland, if you're on the outskirts of Portland, you're driving north. How many shops are there? Three, four. Yeah. If you if you have to go to Western Maine, there's some in Western Maine, the game shops and things like that. But like, yeah, they have, about, they kind of yes. have a few things. Yeah. But like to you, it's like, are you the most northern one? Probably. There is one in Presque Isle. Oh, okay. There is one in Presque Isle. Yeah, there's a there's a there. comic store in Presque Isle. I want to met them. Um, okay. So, but so, but, but still, I'm just thinking to myself. When in I used to between live in me and Presque Isle, there's nothing. There's nothing. Like, yeah. And uh, when I used to live in Massachusetts, my ex-wife used to work on Saturdays, and I would have Saturdays off. So what I would do a lot of times on Saturdays, I could hit six, seven, eight shops on a Saturday, down in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, like the Salem, New Hampshire, uh, Haverhill, Massachusetts area. I could hit mm-hmm. eight, eight shops easily, and some of those were the same company. One would have one in like. Salem and someone would have one in Massachusetts and some yep, of them would be like Newberry Comics, yep. Bull Mooses or Newberry Comics or different things like that. Some of them would be shops your size, you know, mm-hmm. a thousand square foot. Some of them would be 10,000 square feet, but it would be like, I could hit multiple shops. If I'm looking for collecting a series of comic books, I can go to multiple shops and so on and so forth. But I find myself, yeah. if you don't get it. And if you don't have it, I have to go on the internet. Right. You can't get it. And I can't find it at your shop. It's like, I'm not traveling to Waterville. That's a 45 minute drive that I'm just not going to do. I'm going to right. sit at my house. I'm going to look on the internet and I'm going to do that. But how do you teach people that you can get to your shop? You can buy things at your shop who solely go to the internet. That's my question. Do you have a way of doing that? Or do you not even know how to do that right now? Yeah. I don't think I even know how to do that right now. Um, you know, it's, it's all been outreach. That's uh, you know, we started solely on social media and uh, it's funny today. I still have people that started following me on social media doing comic auctions on different comic pages. And those, those guys still buy from me now when I'm set up in the storefront and some of them have never met me at all. Mm-hmm. Like they live, you know, I've, I've got a, a friend, you know, I say friend is it's a friend through social media yeah, sure. that uh, lives out like in Chicago and he still buys stuff off me. Um, so it, it's crazy how it, it's all, you know, throughout the world you, you connect and spread, 
but um yeah it's it's different but trying to get that internet to to store not there yet yeah. it's the buying local thing that i think a lot of people have to, to, to try to get around and do that is i've done that with you right? i wanted that jack kirby book mm. Yep. Um, that the the life of Jack Kirby was an illustrated book that I told you I was like, hey, man, I can buy it on Amazon for whatever it was, twenty nine ninety nine or or nineteen ninety nine or whatever it was. And you're like, yeah. hey, man, I buy it for this. I've got to pay rent, do this, that, and the other thing. I can get it to you for twenty seven ninety nine is what I normally would sell it for. How about twenty five ninety nine? I'm like, no, dude, twenty seven ninety nine. That's fine. I'm willing to yep. spend the extra eight bucks that you can have a shop where I can go into and be like, on Wednesdays yep. I can buy my comic books from you. Yep. There's this weird thing that some people just want the best price. I mean, we yeah. have that. You, you, you have. I'm, I've been in there multiple times on Wednesdays, and you're selling a product, and someone's like seventy-five dollars for this, and he's like, "You're like, I wanted a hundred. and he's like, "Well, I could buy it on eBay right now for eighty. and so you're just like, ah, "I'll do ninety. And they're like, "Okay, sounds good. I don't have to worry about buying it and shipping it. I get it right now. I can support local. Like, you need more of those people. You'll never yeah. always have those people. I mean, there's a comic book store in Chicago called Challengers. And there was this guy who gave him a horrible Yelp review, basically saying this guy hounded him to buy comic books at his shop. And all he wanted to do was look around. Mm. But then the guy looked at the guy and goes, I don't buy comic books. I just download them illegally to the owner of the shop. And the guy was like, what are you going to expect? What are you getting from this? Like, what do you, yeah. like, what is like, what does this do to me? What's, How are you like, <laughs> okay, what cool. Thanks, man. Where's the satisfaction? Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. I wanted yeah. to find out what the new titles are so I can download them illegally online. I'm like, well, first of all, if you're downloading them illegally online, can't you just Google <laughs> your comic books are available? Right. You just want to get a smell really quick. You want to smell what comic books are like again. Oh, I'm going to remember this tonight when I read. I, yeah. I mean, they just wanted to show off that they knew how to download illegal comic books, but they wanted to. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I mean, we all know, I mean, there, we're going to do an episode at some point here between now and the end of the year about digital versus digital versus paper. Yep. Uh, and I do a little bit of both. And Adam does that too. We all know that. I mean, Dad, Adam and I uh, are, are Marvel Unlimited fans and, and subscribers. Um, that yep. does not say that we don't buy. I mean, I'm at your shop every week, Paul. I buy paper yep. comic books. Adam, the books, some of the books on the shelf behind Adam's were purchased at Galactic Comic Books. Yep. So we both like read the paper comics and I like collecting them. And Adam, we've talked about like, back issues that are worth a lot of money that we like having. And so you can't have a digital back gonna, issue. We, we can because right. Adam, yeah. Adam is going to get into it. The NFTs here. You can have, oh. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything, but the digital comic books, there are comic books that are worth something digitally. But my point is, is that yeah. I do a lot of both. I buy, but also like what I did, I do, I woke, uh, went, went to bed the other night and I was like, you know what I really want to do? I want to read um, the secret wars from 2015, the Marvel secret wars again. Yep. I want to read that Hickman run. Yep. Uh, and uh, I have it. It's in. I have two issues of each one. I did as a speculator thing, thinking the Secret Wars does come <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> I have issues one through eight to sell. <laughs> but I said, but I, I could just go to Marvel Unlimited and find it and read it. Like I could do it right then in the in the iPad in bed. I didn't have to go rummaging through my boxes and try to hold up with a light and do it. So there is positives and negatives to it, but like buying the there's nothing better in my opinion than opening a paper pieces of comic book like it just smells good older comic books smell amazing yep i love the smell of older comic books um but also thumbing through it it's, it's my dad's he's instilled this on me my dad still wants video stores to be open 
<laughs> my dad absolutely wants to be able to go to a blockbuster. Blockbuster looks through well, the window. Well, nostalgically, we all want blockbuster because we miss blockbuster. Blockbuster right. was badass. The colors, the orange, or the yellow, and the rule. blue. Yeah, it's but but like my dad wants to go to a, a a video store and thumb through the movies to find the movie that he wants. Like right. he can't really easily do that. I mean, I know you can search no. in on Amazon and all that stuff, but it's not really the same. You're just flipping through not, images. It's like scrolling not. through Instagram. It's no different. It's just it's just weird. So you can't get the same experience to comic books. First of all, how many comic books are available on, on at Marvel Unlimited? Two hundred and fifty thousand or twenty five thousand. I'm not flipping Something through all those insane. books. Yeah. But like in your, your dollar bin or your back issues, you see me when you're busy and I haven't got my pull list. I'm like looking through back issues. You, you can't get experience unless you go into a comic book shop. And I feel like there's something to do and there's some sort of need that every, what, 45 minutes from someone needs to be some sort of comic book shop. Because there's something you get and something about your shop, that the community base. We've talked about that before, how much community means. Yep. Uh, I think we might've talked about it on a live stream, Adam, with the uh, on free comic book yes. day about how much community yep. means to- Absolutely. To, uh, the comic book store because I mean, I, we've, I've been in there for an hour or two before just hanging out the shit and I, oh, I had my um my first walk-in of the day uh she was here for probably half hour 45 minutes just talking about comics and life and you know the characters her kids like and all, all of this and you know that's and, and I and she it's funny because she apologized She's like I'm sorry for for being here so long and I'm like no that's what we're here for that's what this is about exactly you know come in hang out and talk about our passions of what we love and you know that's it how many how many times uh have i recommended books to people that they started reading they liked but at the same time how many times have i had books recommended to me that i go start reading because of it mm -hmm. you know you gotta have that um so that's what that's what we want one it's something i think that same day we talked about is that I mean, our generation, I think particularly, comics and cartoons and collectibles were way more a part of it than just about any other kind of slice of whatever generations you want to pick. And, but it's like kind of you said, like it, I think a lot of people just don't, they're like, nobody cares about this. Nobody wants, and yet a ton of people actually do. I mean, mm. I guess going way back, that's kind of the whole thing with I me. Mean, Justin and I were working together at a tap room. And then like Justin, but I'd hear him say something and I would be like, what did you say Thanos quest? And then boom, we were talking about it. And like you said, but otherwise, I mean, I've gone years and like been reading comic books and never talked about it to anybody, not because I care, but they don't want to talk about it. So I think right. that's huge that as it starts to get that idea that there's a place you can go to and just talk, like you just said with the walk-in is like, that's, that's awesome. I mean, it's people way underrate how important comics were in our generation. I mean, you can look at modern digital art and that is the influence for it. Like the big mm -hmm. money stuff now is influenced by that style of art. Oh, yeah. Go look at everything. I mean, it's on Netflix, Prime, you know, Prime, yep. Hulu. It's all, you know, came from comics. All these series people exactly. love came from comics. And, and, and I think that there's something to be said about like the big two. We talked, we did Marvel versus DC a few weeks ago. And the big two is a big that's the you, you you're never going to be able to hide from those two your batmans your supermans your right. spider-mans your, your iron mans are all going to be there in front of you i don't think until i went regularly pull this customer every week to your shop paul that i had bought something other than a marvel comic book or maybe an image comic book with with spawn and walking wow. so yeah. like i now have all my pull lists that i picked up this week i have a boom comic book I have yep. scout comic books. I've bought from IDW. I've bought from Image now. I want to buy that Valiant comic book, the American, whatever it was, the one about the Russian. Yep. That those the books that like I never don't think I ever would have purchased those books or even read those books 
if I hadn't gone into a comic book shop and seen them on the shelf or yep. see these other publishers that there's yep. thousands of publishers out there that you just don't hear about. Oh, I've subscribed so and paid for people's Kickstarters off of the fact that I now have broadened my horizons about looking at other books other than the big two. Yeah. I should say big two, a big one. Let's be honest. I own one or two, <laughs> two uh, books. Um, but yeah, it's the, the idea that the, and some of the best books I've ever read now, I, I honestly may say that Marvel's my, my number one, my, my favorite but image, man, image is just kicking butt yeah. and taking names. And I just think that, you know, th they are going to be, I mean, they're about to be the number one title on diamond. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. When is that happening? it's going to be the biggest one. When is the, uh, when it, while we do a side note before I go October 1st. Page. Okay. So I don't know. So Rand, uh, penguin random house is now taking over Marvel. Yeah. Right. Uh, to do distribution for them. And they just they lost left for lunar. Yeah, DC left for Lunar back uh, during the start of the pandemic or mid-pandemic, somewhere through there. DC was like, all right, we're out. And is that where so, Scout is now, too? Scout uh, Scout doesn't have a um, exclusive contract, so you can order Scout from both vendors. Okay. Um, but they are – Lunar pushes them very hard. But Lunar also only had DC. Now they have Scout, and they just signed on with Ahoy. Um, so they're starting to pick up more of these indies. Um, I mean, realistically, for Diamond, if if Image yes or Boom were to leave, honestly, if Image just leaves, I mean, Boom is a yeah. big title and they're coming out. But if Image leaves, Diamond, been bad. They, they either have to say, okay, we're done with complex altogether. You guys can all go somewhere else, and they're just going to do games and toys and things yep. like that. Because obviously, Funko distributes through Diamond as well. Um, yep. But like, let's be honest, they went from having what there's like we talked about last or two weeks ago, Adam with with uh, marvel and dc it was like 56 percent of the, the comic book market was between those three companies marvel dc oh, yeah. and, and yep. image they, yeah. they lose 56 percent of the comic book market as distributor what are they gonna do like yeah and they're already struggling they obviously we always we talk about it every week if you're a comic book fan i don't even know how diamond's still in business to be honest with you the way that they've screwed up paul's things paul texted me a picture of a comic book that he was expecting not to get because they lost one shocked. of his orders and he got, he goes, Oh my God, they sent it to me. And I'm like, I can't believe it either. It was a one in 25 variant. The one in 25. Just thought the, the they were Scotty gone. Young. Yep. And yeah, my, just, my UPS package was just off in La La Land and they couldn't track it. They didn't know what happened to it. Finally, they were just like, yeah, we, we don't know. You're not going to get it. And I got a credit for that one in 25, which of course is like cover price, which a one right. in 25 is way more. In cover prices and i'm like oh and of course you know i ordered 25 of this issue because i wanted that variant and i'm like well there that goes that sucks i'm having just i'm gonna like whining about it for like a month now right <laughs> well i was forced and that's the thing it's like so you're a small shop so we've talked about this too and i'll finish my image thing up really quickly before i go into this thing but like so what i'm saying is that marvel might be my number one like it's the one i listen to and anybody listens to this podcast adam knows too marvel is my number one by far but if I had to pick a top five or 10 comic book titles of all time that were like, no matter what publisher they were on, I would honestly think that majority of, that there's a good portion of those that would be from image your spawns, your walking deads. I do love right. the department of truth. Now I am in fan yep. of um, Eve and you know, yep. those books. So it's like, there is a thing that, and like, if you think about other ones, a like boom or booms on Eve, uh, Eve Eve's Eve's on boom, boom, I should yep. say. But like I say, if you think about it, there would be like probably five Marvel titles. And then honestly, it would be about five from Boom and Image. And it's just or, or IDW with TMNT. Um, so it is kind of funny on that aspect of it that, uh, that you know, 
Marvel might be my number one favorite, but it's probably split down the middle now with those those multiple distributors. And I think it's, excuse me, not Paul's, not thank you, Paul, but just comic book shops in general. Thank you. Because right. if you weren't for your comic book shop, I don't know if I would have stumbled onto anything other than The Walking Dead and Spawn uh, coming from Image um, in the mass with it. Now I'm trying to go back to where I was talking about before when I was talking about now I'm lost. Diamond diamond in the them shipping that book and oh oh the, the fact that you're a small shop yeah we've talked about this before when we go into shops that i mean adam if you wanted the one in 20 variant five variant that he had and i wanted the one in 25 variant that he had and paul's a big scotty young fan he'd have to order 75 books to get three right, of those right. titles and yeah. he's not ordering i mean the only time you what was he said there was about 96 or so copies of, of uh, king spawn you ordered yeah, we went through about 96 issues of Kingspawn 1. And that's a yeah. that's a big order for you, for that one, that's for huge. one that's, title. That is title. now the largest single title I've ordered. And yeah. so it, for it a small shop like Ronan, you, which was my yes. and it, yeah. it's a small shop like yours, is, is is that's what you have to deal with, and that's the thing. And so some of these 1 in 20, 25 variants in the local market become way more valuable. Right. If you're trying to sell it's it on so eBay, it's the, no yeah, different than someone who got one at, in New York City. But with yeah. your shop, it's like one in 25 is not, you don't get one in 25 variants often. Yeah, if you're you not going to find special, special like requests. You know, you get your one in 10s, your one in 7s, your one in 5s. I've seen those. Yep. Um, we haven't seen a freaking black and white spawn cover in a while, but I think it's just because they're not making them. They're just not making um, them, yeah. But yeah, the, the idea that I can't, so Paul and I talked about this here. We're big Scotty Young fans. Adam, you know that too. We've talked about yes. that. And and he came out with the Me You Love in the Dark, number one, and there was a one in 25 variant. And I was like, Paul, are you going to keep that or am I going to be able to buy that? And Paul was like, well, I ordered 25 <laughs> copies so that I can get the copy. Like he wanted that issue. So then I was forced to buy it from a different store, which again, I don't feel bad at that point. If we've talked about this, or we had a discussion from my comic book shop to me and I decide that he doesn't have the comic book that I want, I'm just going to find it. I'm not going to stress over the fact that I shouldn't buy it somewhere else. So Midtown Comics is a place that I go a lot when Paul can't find it. If they have, if he can't find it, can't get it, sure. and they have it, I'll buy it from them. And so I was able to get it. So I was rubbing it in Paul's face for like yeah, two weeks. And yeah, I was like, ha you lost your box. Here's my coffee. <laughs> and then he got his the other day. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I can't rub this in his face anymore. Um, but yeah, so it's like one of those things about being a, another small shop is those kind of summoning blocks too. That like someone wanted the what one in two hundred and fifty variant of Spawn. Yeah, yeah, the King Spawn, which I, I said it was annoying the way the King Spawn dropped because I would have obviously ordered hundred. And by the time I got done doing the math, because of the title releases of them, the way they released the covers, um, they released four, closed the order, and then post that order said, oh, you know what, we're gonna drop three more covers at you, and. You don't you don't see what you'd order previously and get the whole math on it because I would have been like I would have obviously ordered a hundred and gotten at sure. least two of the fifty variants, but yeah I had a, a customer that wanted the one in two fifty, and I'm like there's like no reasonable way I can pull this off. Like you got to buy all two hundred and fifty copies, or so say you buy a hundred, you have to buy hundred and fifty copies more. Yeah. To buy that extra variant, like I can't. Right. What would I do with them? Like they'd be everywhere. Free comic book day for the next 10 years. Here, exactly. And <laughs> and here's the deal, uh, Adam, and I don't know if you know this or not, but King Spawn, when it came out, it's a new series, number one. It's a $6 yep. comic book, too. It's not like a two ninety nine dollars like yeah. Spawn's been for right, years. Right. This is twice the value of it, or yep. twice the cost of a normal cost Spawn it, comic yeah. book. And so, like, 250 And those are the ones that spawn that todd mcfarlane signed at and had cgc certified and watched them him sign them and so every one of 250 their serial number he will never sign oh, anymore yeah. again da, 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 all that stuff which the we laughed shebang. about the day yesterday paul and i laughed about it because if you're only signing them now and you're only signing the ones that are coming out now 
you saying you'll never sign them again doesn't make any sense because there shouldn't be anything on the market that's not signed. Right. You're going to take your signed copy and get it signed again. Like, you know what I really like, do is get Todd McFarlane's I'll get Todd McFarlane's again. again. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the one person with double sign. <laughs> in his blood. Sign it in his blood. <laughs> Could you spit on it, please? I, I want to have some fun. of your spit so we can maybe someday clone exactly. you. Somebody's got to somebody's got to sign in blood. They're doing that now. Tony Hawk like put his yeah. Tony Hawk skateboards yeah in the paint or something. Well, did the kiss thing years ago? They put the kiss blood. Uh, you know that's gonna be one of those weird things. We're gonna we should they should someone should write a comic book about how it's post-apocalyptic, but they're re-growing human beings off of that uh, Marvel kiss comic book (laughs) with the DNA that was in the comic. The DNA that was in it to bring everybody or to bring people back kiss and tony hawk and todd mcfarlane that'd be yeah it. oh yeah there you that's go it. That's it. oh god that'd be a weird freaking world we'd live in <laughs> and, then, and then they then they repopulate the world oh <laughs> terrifying well you got i mean tony hawk is the the the, the baby out of all of them like the the, the oh yeah innocent yeah. one of all those because kiss is like devil music and then you got not anymore creator. yeah yeah exactly he's in trouble who kiss no, Tony Hawk. Oh yeah, Tony Hawk. Yeah, I know. He's peace. I, I still love the fact that people look take a picture of him and go, "Hey, you look like Tony Hawk." Oh yeah, his Twitter's hilarious. It's so funny. Like, hey, man, you remind me of Tony Hawk. He's like, hey, yeah, it's cool. Take a picture. And move on. Like, it's yeah. not like, um, but Paul, I mean, I, we we focus a lot on this podcast about comic books, obviously, but we're 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 more of a pop culture. Uh, comic book is our show as well. So you obviously sell toys yeah. and collectibles and things like that. But do you yep. think yeah. comic book industry and, and, how, and the ability to, I mean, even for you to open a shop is thankful because of the movies? I think that's a huge thing. I think um, especially the last, I'd say five years, eight years in there, right. maybe 10 years, um, there's been a boom in it of new readers. And it's almost like we recreated the golden age of comics that, you guys were talking about earlier you'd go years without talking about the fact that you love comics or read comics because you you, it wasn't accepted it wasn't something that was around you didn't know if you were going to talk to somebody else that read them um so with the the mcu and the way that's exploded and now there's so many different independent stuff out there people come in you know for umbrella academy they come in for lock and key um all of these right, different yeah. series that are on i know something's killing the children has already been huge and they announced that's coming on netflix and i'm gonna have an even harder time keeping those in stock um but all of that stuff is is created a huge huge i think booming it and new readers different readers people that may have not been um your your stereotypical comic book readers now um yeah. it's everywhere it's mainstream it's pop culture it's you know it's yeah and i, I guess it kind of I mean, created a common language which is bigger than it seems but like yeah. you know like we've talked about it's hard to think of it in scale of time but like 15 years ago in common conversation if i was like you know loki in marvel comics people would be like what are you talking Ooh, yeah. about now everybody yeah. knows what i'm talking no, so, about yeah like, absolutely vision wanda exactly like uh, yeah exactly you never even ever think about falcon like no one gave a crap about yeah. falcon let's no. be honest um, and now he's, it was, it was a co-head title of a comic TV show. Yeah. The, the other thing I will say what brings into is some of these independent or smaller things, uh, comic book shows like invincible, invincible came mm-hmm. out pre walking yep. dead. So yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but like invincible, the, 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 uh, comic book was pre walking dead. So the walking dead comic book had not been published yet when 
Robert Kirkman came out with Invincible. And yep. now it's one of the most popular shows on Amazon. Uh, but The Walking Dead has 11 seasons on TV before Invincible even got a shot. Yep. Yeah. And that's what's crazy about it. But the other ones are, and something this will be out on Wednesday the 15th, so it's going to be past the actual release. But on Monday, uh, the 13th, on FX on Hulu, is Why the Last Man? I don't know if anybody has seen the trailer. Two of you have seen the trailer for this yet. If you haven't, you have to watch it because the first three episodes dropped on Monday the 13th. And obviously, this is recording prior to that, so I'm going to tell you right now. I love them. I'm watching them all on Monday awesome. because they are the, the trailer looks unfreaking believable, and I had no idea that it had to do with a comic book. Until I was just going to ask you if you read it. I haven't. Now, now it's going to force me to try to figure out finding the trade for it and reading it and all that stuff. It's like that's forcing me as a comic book fan to go find something that's out. So I don't own a single Vertigo Vertigo comic book. I've yep. never read a Vertigo comic book, but now I'm going to, and it's all because I think I know of this... a place you can order those. Yeah. See, weird. Hmm. Um, <laughs> But the idea that they're also not like Adam, you mentioned Loki, but a comic book that I had, it's not mainstream. Like, yeah. a, a Why the Lost Man is not, and Umbrella Academy wasn't really. It was, that wasn't mainstream. No, all, and it's no. like, you know, now, I mean, a lot of us are like number one on image are buying that comic book because it oh, could yeah, be a everybody. show at some point. I have to order extras of number ones anytime of image comics because everybody sees that big eye and the number one and they're like, well, I, I got to see what it is. Um, and, yep. and but like it's so it's one of those cool things and i think what's cool about it in some sense of it with the marvel side of it is you know guardians of the galaxy number one was a first appearance was was a dollar bin book for a while there a um uh the first appearances of certain characters were dollar bin books but now they're making shows out of these things yep. people are going to start picking up i mean werewolf by night wasn't the most popular comic book in the world it was great people loved it but now that they're gonna make a, sh- yeah. a halloween special featuring him all of his books went flying oh, through the roof skyrocketed and so now first it appearance says, of surrey as the black panther exactly it's like now you're going to want to go dollar bin diving at a comic book shop like yourself yeah. to yeah. find these back issues these random first appearances just because you're like okay this is pretty cool i might they may one day put this into a movie and my dollar comic book will be worth a lot more yep um luckily paul we've talked before recording you don't do the whole speculation this is going to be worth a lot more money so i'm going to charge you a lot more money nope. um a thing at your I, comic book shop but like I, I don't I reprice think- my products they are what they are i do it um so like at this week while i have time i was going through a stack of books i've had in the back office for obviously a very long time and found two department of truth number one first prints that i'm like how have these been sitting here you Where still own them so <laughs> So I, uh, you know, Dibs. I took them and said, okay, put them up on a comic auction and said, you guys figure out what they're worth. There you go. Don't, you know, you, you guys determine the value. You so, should have texted me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justin, you want these? Well, that's the funny one. So that's a funny story, actually, Adam. You will appreciate this too. Is uh, Paul texted me one day and was like, you sure you don't want this? I think it was like, a, it was like right as Department of Truth number one came out. You're like, mm. you sure you don't want this? Because he obviously, Paul sees me every week. He knows what I'm reading. He loves to know that I'm writing the image stuff and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, I don't want that. It's whatever, man. I'm just skipping. I'm like, kind of basically like put brushed them aside. And it was like, what, issue nine that I saw yeah. on your shelf? And I was like, what the hell is this? And I started like reading the synopsis and all. So I'm like, Paul, what the hell? He's like, dude, I told you about this issue. You <laughs> I, I showed you one. that months ago and now i'm trying to pull over back issues and trying to find and i have fourth printings and all this stuff and i'm just like why the hell i don't even have back issues of department of truth i had a customer come in looking this week for department of truth something's killing the children just anything i have in back issues yep and there's nothing 
I went and looked and I'm like, I got, I got zit. Uh, so Justin, is the lesson you learned that now when Paul tells you to buy a comic, you buy it? And uh, yes, and that, that that's true. And I say that in a in a sure. in a in a somewhat facetious way. Like he's not going to tell me to buy something I'm not going to like. He's not going to convince right. me to buy something that I don't like. But he exactly. is going to say he sees a lot more. And I do my research, obviously for the podcast, but also for personal personal reasons. I look at what's coming out. And so if I didn't know the Eternal Thanos Rise Rises is coming out next week. Uh, uh, and, and that's a book that I'm really excited to anything that has the word Thanos in it, honestly, oh, anything yeah. that has the word Thanos in it and the word rising in it or arises, in it, it's really good. Cause Thanos rising was amazing too, but, so good. Uh, and so like, I didn't, I was normally not going to buy that issue, but then I'm like, okay, Thanos is in it. I'm looking ahead. So I'm seeing these things, but like a lot of times I'm on previews world and I'm just looking at titles and right. it's like, I'm not actually clicking on sometimes I'm looking at the cover of the book or I search if a Scotty Young cover came out. But a lot of these newer titles I'm not actually looking to. And, and I think, honestly, missing out on Department of Truth number one is forcing me to look into some of these extra titles of these other issues that start, are not just Marvel yep. uh, and try to figure those out. And if I have a certain budget uh, every week on what I want to spend on comic books is to try to figure out, Bush, do I want to buy um, this one-off random thing from Marvel or do I want to buy this image series that could go on for a while and so on. And, and uh, I'm hoping that things like be great if it was 193 issues of the department of truth like there were for the walking dead yeah i'd love to have them all and so on so it's uh it's pretty interesting to see that those are the things you learn in a local comic book shop and i think that's what you got out of a of, of your shop is that experience with a person who you become friends with i mean i think like obviously we're friends and we, we talk a lot more than some of your people that come in there but yeah. like but the truth of the matter is, is that you have a relationship with everybody who comes in. You're gonna, you can't get that. You wouldn't even get that at a major. Like I didn't have that at Newbury Comics in Salem, New Hampshire. Yeah, their comic book store. They sell new comics every week. They are great back issues on there and stuff like that. But like, they probably have twenty employees and they all. Shit. Yeah, some of them might specialize in different things or don't care about any of it or whatever. This is just paying the bills for the night. Um, I, you know, as we, we were, we're, we didn't want to go too long, but as we get, I don't want to wrap it up right this second, but like, as we get closer to the end, the one question is a couple of the questions I had that I don't like to actually just do an interview on you, but like I was listening to other podcasts about comic books. And one of the things they mentioned is that the couple of stores that are out there right now have actually don't even put their new release comic books on the shelves anymore because comic books themselves were the smaller portion of their comic book store that toys, collectibles, cards, right trade paperbacks, manga, all that stuff took over what mm. they had. Do you ever see that having to happen? Not to say like you're you're saying that they're belittling new comic books, but do you ever right, see right, that right. like that being more of your sales than than actually the the, the new so comic book day? It, I think that's a great part of what we do is that I vary in things. Um and I see stuff like Pokemon will be, you know, was huge. And I, when we had a point that Pokemon outsold everything in the store. And then as Pokemon kind of came down, comics went up um you know if comics are down then we've had plenty of times that vintage toys have been super hot so you know i can see in our world in this store how we can fluctuate between things and there's definitely times that comics are not my top seller um you know if you have a week that just nothing comes up there's just nothing really super hot super exciting right. you know we had a week that was like what i have like 40 titles compared to my average now is close to 60 titles a week um you know there just wasn't a whole lot going on in the comic world that week um, but I don't think I, I wouldn't want to ever be the comic store that has comics as a second or third thought. Sure, I, I, sure. I think that's what I loved, um, growing up as comics and going in yep. and, and my uncle and I, you know, I have that childhood memory of getting my books and 
sitting down and reading them every week. Yep. And, you know, that's what I want to keep the field being. When I think Justin and I talked in one of the previous podcasts about a documentary we had watched, but the one of the people was talking about with comic books, like we always just kind of refer to them as these like kind of kids collectibles, which is, you know, his point was like, that's crazy. He's like, if we took like one of the greatest artists on the planet right now and one of the greatest writers and we said, make something, we'd get a comic book. But yeah. we don't ever look at it like that. And my point, like you said, with the comic books is I think that's where that local shop, like there is something to talk about. It's not just a trading card. Like you just read a book. It's like a book club. But yeah. I think getting people to understand that is hard. Like, and that goes back to what we said of not talking because the people would not take it seriously. And then I wouldn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I saw that mm-hmm. there are um, some comic stores I saw actually have book club nights where they get together and everyone reads the same graphic novel and or trade or whatever and discuss what they saw what they thought about it and i thought as we keep going and growing and having time that'd be a cool thing to do in here um because i love reading trades you know like here's why the last man come out i've read why the last man um and it would be a cool thing to say okay before the series starts or as the series is going everybody can read why the last man and we'll discuss it you know one night in here and talk about what we read what you thought of it what was you know what did you take away um and do that with different series. And then you, that gives you that opportunity to um, focus on different books that you might not pick up every time. If you say, you know what, I'm going to be part of this book club. And I say, okay, Justin, you're going to read Batman. Then you don't have a choice for read Batman. That time. <laughs> yep. Which is what, exactly what's going to happen, Justin. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> We're going to read club, the- every single week. It'll be a freaking DC title. Yep. Like we, we, we cast it out with him. And it's like, oh, a little bit of indie, a little bit of Marvel. And here comes the DC. You don't even know what it is until you get home. It's in a brown yeah. bag. Yeah. You don't even get to talk about it. You just go home. No, it's a it's a hardcover trade paper of trade back, and then it's a slip pit jacket on it. It says like you know Thanos <laughs> rising. I'm like yeah, they open it up and it's Batman How Long Halloween or something. Which again, I would that one of the ones I wouldn't rec- wouldn't mind reading. Uh, no, you again. should read and it. I, it's fantastic. I've told you that I have. Yep. I have the option of actually. I've bought some comicsologies before I stopped at your shop and yep. have not even touched them they've just been on my digital thing to read of some dc books and it's just like i just, i don't know what it is i'd always go back to it it's the same thing with uh with um the walking dead i mean i feel like i have the walking dead 193 issues digitally and every night i go to read a book and i usually read digital when i go to bed because i lay in bed and i have my ipad and I, I, you know, I'm reading something through there and i get to like halfway through an issue of a marvel book or whatever it is and i just go screw this and i close the app and i open up my, my other app and i'm reading i'm reading the walking dead again now i'm on issue 75 it's like i just there's something about it i don't know if it's the simpleness if it's the uh the longevity one of those things when you sit down you want to watch a two ep, two season show a show that has two seasons or watch a show that has 11 seasons so you have more to watch or a movie that's a single movie or a movie that has a trilogy so you have two more movies to watch after the first one i don't know if that's why i know you're, you're like it's like you're going to your friends you're used to that yeah yeah, so you're going to meet people. Yep. I told you, I, mean, I watched the comic book, man. This is the third time I've watched comic book, man, through. It's a show I, about selling products to a freaking comic book store. I know how it ends. I know how much I, they're going to pay for it. I am willing to guess that I have watched RoboCop, I'm going to say no less than 200 times in my life. Like, oh, no less is. than. And, and and probably Ghostbusters is up into like the oh, 150, God, yeah. you yeah. know, 150 area. Like, I, as oh a kid, I wore out a VHS copy of RoboCop. I, my mom had to go buy me another one. Oh, yeah, like, totally. 
at least so, twice know, a year I, I watch it. National Treasure. So yeah, at least twice a year. I mean, we have a poster I, of National Treasure on the wall in our hallway. You do, <laughs> and so and it's made up of pictures of Taylor and I, which is awesome. But but I probably see, watch Labyrinth five times a year. Yeah, yeah. See. It's yep. one of those things, and it's one of those things, just a comfort thing. And I think that's one of the, and that will tell you right now, one of the cool things about comic books is there, there are certain ones you can just fall back into and read again and, and oh, be yeah. and find new things. And that's the other part about it. Why I like comic books a little bit better than I like books, like regular books. is because there's things you, maybe I won't even read the book. Maybe I'll just go through the book and look at the images and see the drawing and see the techniques and how they drew the buildings and how, you know, how Todd McFarlane drew Spider-Man better than anybody else and, and so on and so forth. Um, that's what's cool about comic books. They're way more deeper than some other mediums that you can look at. Movies move too fast. Like if you watch a movie, things move too fast. Um, uh, one of the things you can do about digital comic books is you can zoom in. Like yeah. you can zoom in online so you can see things like that. And it wasn't yeah. until I read um, The Last Ronin number two, maybe, like the third or fourth time I read that book was when I absolutely fell in love with Ben Bishop's artwork. Like absolutely fell in love with his pencils and, and the fact that yeah. he inks with pencils, basically. He just has a thicker pencil. His, his right. way he draws people, it fascinates the hell out of me. And that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this book over and yeah. over again. And I probably will go read The Last Ronin again before it comes out. The next issue comes out and do one read through the books and then one just look at the images. Maybe yep. skip over the pages that Ben doesn't do and look at the Ben pages. And there's just so much you can do with books that are unbelievable. And that's why a book club would be cool too because you have these discussions uh, a comic book club in sense. Right. Um, yeah. and you, but you could talk all of it. You could talk the art, you could talk the you, story, you can talk yeah. the writing, the, yeah. 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 Everybody's different opinion, different takes, the things you find, um, you know, it, I think it's a cool idea and it's something I, I look forward to doing as we keep having those, those times to expand and the time to do it now. Um, you know, it's like we're, I talked about the stuff in here as I'm sitting in the back room and looking around at the work we got done today of uh, getting, getting magic played back here and hanging out and being able to play magic, the gathering yeah, uh, totally. doing Pokemon. Like I used to, uh, we did what I call trainer days and teaching kids and families, how to read Pokemon cards, how to play Pokemon card, um, how to build a deck. So, uh, you know, this goes back to the community thing, getting all that stuff together is, uh, stuff I look forward to doing back in, in the store. And as we get moving on and maybe start looking at a larger location in another year and, and all that. So sure. And I think it's all about, you know, as we, we dealt with this weird 18 months of pandemic that, you know, we weren't able to do some of the things that we've always wanted to do. And some things grew. And I, honestly, the comic book industry grew yeah. in the last 18 months. Like more people are buying comic books now yeah. than they were 18 months ago, which is absolutely fascinating. And both digitally and in print copies. I mean, Paul, you've obviously, you were able to quit your other job to open, to yeah. do this. It's like, you obviously know that that's true. Um there's other things that are growing on the internet too. And it's one of those weird things that paper is a, is a old medium. So there is some scaredness of this and that's why it, the toys and collectibles, but also the aspect that there's hundreds of thousands of back issues available out there in the world, millions of back issues. Oh, that gosh. Yeah. You're still the only place in the area to buy those. Like yep. you go to some of these on like Newcadia. I don't know if you've heard of newcadia.com. There's a shop in Pennsylvania. He has like 650,000 back issues. But like he doesn't have them all on there. There's just like there's like there's certain ones you have to search by certain ones, so on and so forth. So some of these back issue comic books that you may have in your shop that no one else in Maine has, right. because it's just they're so random and no one has them cataloged or inventoried or whatever it is. They're just mm -hmm. in a box somewhere, and so that's something you'll always be able to get at um, 
a comic book shop that you won't be able to find online. You may be able to find, right. like I said, yeah, I, I can read Amazing oh. Fantasy 15 tonight on my iPad. Yeah. I don't have to pay $3.6 million and break <laughs> open the case to get the book. I can just read it tonight. That's the benefit of digital. And that's the benefit of having something like Marvel Unlimited. But there's still things that you can't physically, I, I, there's something about touching him. You're a Paul's a trade paperback kind of guy. He waits yep. for it to come out and trade and buys a trade. I'm a single issue guy. I got to have, I'm a completionist. If I, read, if I get th- issues one through three of a five-part series, I have to buy three and four and five, even if the series sucks, because I need yep. to have one through five. I'm a, I'm a trade paperback guy too. And so, but see, and that's the thing in having you, Paul, be the trade paperback guy, not a single issue guy helps your shop. Yeah. Cause I don't have this like need to get my, my own books, my own besides Scotty Young, right. my own <laughs> fill of this stuff. Um, I, I think my only hindrance is um, I will read floppies to try to get an idea of what's going on in them. Um, but the trade I, comes the out well that, after yeah, the... when the person's up to issue four and like, what'd you think of this series? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm waiting for it to come out in a trade. Yep. <laughs> but and, I always and... keep that stuff on my radar. What is if I reading those first issues a lot is, you know, have what it's on my radar. I'm going to keep going on with. As a, as we finish this up, I want to ask a question that's being circulating on the internet recently too. And I don't know if Adam's heard of it, but have you, have you heard of Substack? No. Yes. And Subst- yes. Adam's heard of it. Yep. So uh, Substack is this new, is this, uh, was a start off just an email newsletter website that you could sign up for and get an email newsletters. They just released over the past few weeks, uh, a month that all these combo creators are now signing up for premium subscription on the pro thing. I guess they handed them bags of cash and we're just like put out shit and content on this, on this platform. They email you every month, every week or whatever it is. These, long form emails and, and artwork yep. and all this other shit that you get for like paying like seven bucks a month or whatever it is. Right. And a lot of people, Chip Zdarsky, Scotty Young has one, Jonathan Hickman, um, uh, who just did Venom, um, Johnny Cates and uh, Stegman, they have one. Or Al um, Ewing, I'm sorry, Al Ewing. Uh, no, no, Al Ewing's a new one. Cates and Stegman have a, have a, have a sub stack. Uh, I subscribe personally to the Scotty Young one, which gives me access to certain things. And he sends me emails. Um, I believe Chip Zdarsky did a, everybody who paid a year subscription to his thing, his Substack, he get a personalized video to you that you got an email oh saying, hey, this is Chip. Hey, Justin, what's up? Thanks for subscribing. How's it going? And he just sends you this video. Yep. It's a digital thing where they're going to create digital comic books and digital variants and all these other things. And I'm guessing, Adam, in your NFT world, they're probably going to do some stuff like that where it's NFT stuff and, and single, oh, yeah. like this being more digital. Are, are, does that ever scare you when there's coming out with more things like that, Paul, that like it's all digital or do you think something like that still drives the comic book market because you're still you, now you, you, you subscribe to chips. Sardarsky's Substack makes you go out and buy chips comic books. So have you ever heard Stanley's opinion of this? No, it's a quote. I absolutely love. Um, so they asked Stanley, uh, one time what he thought about comics going all digital and how eventually they'll all be digital. And Stan Lee said that comics are like boobs. They're fun to look at a screen, but you always want to hold them in your hand instead. So there you go. That's perfect. You got to keep that up there. Cause uh, coming up yep. in November, we're doing a remembering Stan Lee event yes. uh, via, via zoom like this, with a couple of people to remember Stan Lee and talk about, cause it's the pat or the honoring is the past is anniversary of his passing. Oh, that's a great, that's, that's perfect. That's Stan Lee right there. <laughs> Stan Lee like, right it's there, true. Right? <laughs> And you want the real thing too. You don't want the fake yep. stuff. <laughs> you don't want the fake stuff. You want, yep. you want to have them right there. It, it, that, so that's, I, I always think that's funny and I love that. And, um, you know, I, I, 
I, I now start read have been reading digitally a little bit, um, not a ton, and it's the stuff that I wouldn't normally pick up. So I will try this and read it digitally. I'll try that and read it digitally. I think one thing is I get a lot of uh, stuff now, um, which is apparently a sign that I'm making it somewhere in the world, of comic creators actually sending me their books digitally. Hey, can you take a look through this? Would you uh, send me back feedback? Would you put it in your store when it comes out? Um, which is pretty cool. Like, all right, I'm, I must be, you know, somewhere in the world, people are finding me. I, I am a real comic store. Um, so I'm doing a little bit more of it. Um, but I still, at the end of the day, I want the artwork. I want it in my hands. Um, I, I think plenty of people feel that way. I think people are almost starting to go back to it. You see it with uh, vinyl records now mm-hmm. uh, coming back in. I think the the generation behind mine, um, just immediately behind me, some of my younger brother-in-laws were all about get rid of everything you own and it's all digital and you don't need to have physical stuff. And then the generation behind them is almost going back to older technology older things appreciating this i'd rather own a record i'd rather own uh, a comic and have these things yes that i appreciate than not and i think that's pretty interesting and it's cool to see and i don't know to me i i don't think that comic books will ever go anywhere um i hope not in my lifetime well and that's the thing i think only what these things will do the movies the substacks your comicsologies your websites, your web comic books, webtoons, things like that. All that's going to do is drive people like myself who it's like, this is cool. And that's the other thing that the other theory they have out there with the Substack thing and these variants. And there's like, um, I forget who it was. Someone signed a specific deal to, to actually release a mini series on Substack as a comic book creator, drawing it and writing it and something mm. that's going to be all digital on there. There's still some theories and like, well, how does that kind of work? Because Substack basically is an email. It's like, it, it's a newsletter. You just type out words right. and you have pictures in it. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. How yeah. are you going to, how is the reading going to happen? Is it going to be easy to read? I mean, I know the Marvel Unlimited app is works perfectly. Yeah, exactly. How does that work? And how is that going to happen? And, and the theory is out there, a lot of those will go out there and it's kind of like um, Patreon in a sense where like some of these right. podcasters out there who have Patreons, if the podcast comes out on Wednesday, you get access on Monday. So you actually get mm-hmm. it a couple of days early because you're a premium subscriber. Uh, there's right. bonus content and things like that. But the, still the theory is, is that even if they come out with it digitally on, on, on Substack, that within six months, it's going to be in a trade paperback or a print issue at the, at the, oh, at right. the uh, a comic book shop, because there's no way they're going to miss out on another revenue stream to someone who purchases that comic book. It's the um, Berserker thing. Berserker right. did a Kickstarter to kick off Berserker, but it was only going to be kickstarted, only going to be trade, and, and now, now it's single issues. Stores. Yep. And, and so, um, it's funny because I have a uh, customer now, and it's funny you say that because I have a customer, it's a perfect example. He came into my store to originally to purchase a book that he was reading digitally that came out in trade form. They decided to put it out. It's called Kill Six Billion Demons. And originally it was only a digital comic, and they put it out in a graphic novel. And he came into my store to get that in order to say, can you order this for me? I know I won't be able to find it around. And uh, now it's up to, I think volume three came out and he's bought all three volumes. And now he's buying monthlies off the shelf. He comes in, he fills nice. out his whole list. Um, so, you know, it, it, maybe it is, it keeps comics 24 seven. It keeps them in your life. It keeps them going on. And maybe it will drive more people to go check out their LCS and say, you know what? I want to have a piece of this. And I guess I'll make a full circle, you know, talk about the video stores and the blockbuster and the nostalgic. My dad said to me that the problem with digital streaming, digital, whatever it may be, is you can't let someone borrow it. 
Yeah. And that we talked earlier and Adam brought it up too about community and community and community. I downloaded a PDF that someone had sent me, a friend of mine of the fall, which is that book I tried to get from you. Yep. It came out on image. I think it was, it's from Germany, but it, it, it was released in the United States on image and they did a printing and it's no longer in stock and so on. That was and I read, I read it. I read it. I loved it. It was great. Um, I even think I probably shared it on a thumb drive to Adam, um, but it, it's called the fall. It's a post post-apocalyptic book. It was on image. It was great. I went out and bought the, I found it eventually mm-hmm. found it on an eBay or whatever. And I was like, I have it digitally a PDF of it that I could read tomorrow. I can read it tonight. Right. I wanted a physical copy of it. And the main yeah. reason I wanted a physical copy of it was I wanted to be able to share it with other people. Like yeah, I don't like, cause you uh, loved it. Col- Colton still has it. Like he owes it back <laughs> to me. He still has my, the fall book and the same thing. He has all the nail biter, co- the, the, the tray paperbacks that he bought from you that now yeah. our head chef at o- OBC Uriah has these borrowing so he could read them. Yeah. And it's like, that's the kind of cool community thing that you're going to get from physical copies. Physical Yep. That you're actually able to let someone else borrow it. I can't let someone borrow my Marvel Unlimited. I gotta let them borrow my password, but then it's like wherever I am, whatever yeah. I read, instead of screw everything up, I can't log in at the same time they're logged into. It's not a Netflix password. You can't just share it with all your friends. Um, NFTs. Yeah, and NFTs. But like, the idea that I can share it with someone else and they can read it and enjoy it and do it and, 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 and so on. Um, in, in all likelihood, if, if Uriah loves Nailbiter, he might come to your shop and say, hey, can I get those those in trade paperback as yeah, well? Yeah, get these books. Own. I want them. So those are those kind of cool things uh, that you can always do with physical copies that you can't ever usually do with digital copies, which is pretty good. I mean, you can. I'm going to get comments and emails of people like, oh, you could share a PDF with someone else. I know that. Yeah. But not everybody else knows how to read it. Like, Uriah doesn't have an iPad, so I can't give him a PDF of someone. He's not going to read it on his phone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's so it's like, if you, he's not going to read it on his computer. He wants to physically read something. He's going to read a book. So it's like- oh, I can't tell you how many trades I've lent out for my collection because I enjoy them and I want somebody else to- Go enjoy them and try it out. And that's why CLZ Comic Collector is the greatest thing in the world because it actually you could put in there that I loaned it to this person because now it wasn't until <laughs> yeah. this until this episode where I'm like, oh shit, uh, Colton still has my trade paper pack of the fall. Yeah. I really need to get that back and, and so on. So and I've bought. And I know like I've lost. I've lost so many trade paperbacks that way over the years when I was bartending. <laughs> Customers would be like, I'd be like, you never read Watchmen. You oh, should read this. I bring it in and give it to him, and then a year later, I was like. Argh. Where, who, yep. which customer was that? They don't even come here anymore. I think we yeah, got arrested. Like I haven't seen them for two years. <laughs> I think that person passed away. Sorry. I did that with my Spider Gwens. I went to my Spider Gwen shelf. I'm like, where the hell are my Spider Gwen books? And I still don't know. I, I got a couple back from one person, but I'm like, this isn't all of them. And I know he didn't have the rest of them. So who the hell has the first load of them? Exactly. So, yeah. But we could talk comic books all night because we were obviously yeah. super excited about comic books it. and love comic books. Um, but we're going to, we're going to wrap us up here pretty much too, yeah. but you can go to galactic comics, Facebook, uh, you're on Instagram. Um, yeah. you can email them, uh, you can find the email address on their Facebook uh, page too. It's just galactic comics, Bangor, BGR. BGR. Yeah, and BGR. you're going to be at the Bangor comic and toy con in October. I so am. So I had a couple things in the background. Anybody that's listening, you can't see. Uh, I made the largest action figure purchase I have ever made, single action figure purchase. Um, so there's a, a Castle Grayskull shell behind me. Uh, there's a vintage TMNT duffel bag up there. There's some TMNT figures. There's some street sharks and extreme dinosaurs. Um, it is a huge vintage toy collection. And my goal is to go to BCTC and be and the largest off. comic or the largest like vintage toy guy there. That's the plan. Quite- are those the, the Playmates ones? Are those the Playmates turtles up there or are they? Yeah. 
the, yeah. So Adam yeah. and I just watched, we're preparing. So next week, the week after this one comes out, Adam and I are talking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trilogy, the original trilogy movies. We're rewatching those. I watched the uh, turtle, is it turtle power. Is that what it was called, Adam? Turtle power. Yep. Turtle power. Documentary. The, the, the documentary on, on that. And that was fantastic. About the play it was freaking awesome. I think everybody oh, should watch that. that. Uh, it's just prepare. so many of them. We said, just kind of give you the highlights and blah, blah, blah. This was like nothing but nonstop, like Eastman and Laird talking about everything that had ever inspired them. And it was awesome. It was amazing. That's awesome. So. Uh, it's definitely worth it. So we'll do that too. But yeah, you can find Paul on Galactic Comics, 547 Hammer Street in Bangor. Um, you can go to, eventually there'll be a website soon. We're working on that. But if you Facebook, yep. Instagram, those, he's on those two platforms as well. And then if you're going to Comic-Con, which if you're in the greater Bangor area, or if you're in Maine in general. Massachusetts, go, New Hampshire, Vermont, make the drive. You know, come yep. up uh, and that'd be August, October 1st to the 3rd at the Bangor Mall. Paul will be there, uh, you know, selling his, uh, his action figures. If I don't buy them all this week when I'm there, I don't know. <laughs> around there. That, don't worry, there's, Paul. that duffel bag looks pretty cool. <laughs> that duffel bag is sick. Yeah, original um, art. That's what there's, I've there's been staring old, at that the whole time. There's a old uh, t-shirt I hung up on the wall that was actually in the duffel bag I found. And it's an old, old one I may have even had as a kid that says, uh, I love being a turtle with Donnie on it. And when That's I found awesome, it, it's, awesome. it's it's like barely alive. It's like tattered. The kid that had it must have worn the hell out of it. And I put it up on the wall back here because I'm like, that is too cool to not display. Yeah, um, perfect timing with the uh, new uh, He-Man show coming out with having a gray skull, Castle Gray Skull. Yep. Uh, yep. Castle there too, which is pretty cool. And then obviously, you know, Last Ronin comes out. Another episode of issue of Last Ronin comes out soon. And you know, and then a bunch of TMNT people are going to be at comic con as well because that's gonna be, be so some cool artists yeah. jim lawson and uh steve levine and ben bishop yep. uh will all be there uh, and then judith hoag will be there who was in the first team o'neill who was uh, excellent as april o'neill yeah we had that on today crush. in the comic shop was, you could come in here and have uh, that, the original turtles was playing heck yeah see the that movie stood up we're not going to talk about that now i'm just saying no but turtles it stood up, one but was tight i think i'm listening to this episode than i did yeah, but if you're but if you're listening to this episode and you haven't pressed the subscribe button on Apple or Spotify for follow, so that you can get alerts next week yeah, after yeah. this episode comes out for the next turtle episode, the turtle movie episode, you'll have to if you do that now on Apple and Spotify, you'll be notified for all of our podcasts coming up in the future. So little little transition there to also finding us on Instagram at Capes and Tights Podcast, Facebook at Capes and Tights Podcast, and Twitter Capes Tights Pod. The Twitter one is new. Yes. We're still grinding to gain followers there. So when you go, if you go there first and see 13 followers, that it's just been created. So don't, don't judge. No, we are exactly. still working on that, but you can also go to capesandtights.com and, you know, subscribe, follow rate five stars on yeah. Apple. It helps us out a lot on Apple. So, um, but Paul, always a pleasure. We'll get Paul back, come back again. I have a couple of things planned out for Paul. We might do an episode coming up. Uh, we're doing the Stan Lee thing, so Paul will be on for that. But we're also going to do yeah. one in December, hopefully, for or end of uh, November, talking about toys. So we'll focus, we'll go away from comic books and talk mostly toys. And we can talk about action figures and Funko Pops and all that stuff, too. I know a thing or two about them. And then at the end of the year, we'll talk um, how the year of comic books went in 2021. And we can talk collectibles, too, and all that stuff, too. But I think yeah, yeah. So Paul will be on as a regular guest here at Capes and Tights. Uh, and, and we'll have, uh, you know, other guests coming on too, but Paul will be a regular on yep. this episodes and we're pretty excited to come on there. It's tough. Just nerd and, and out. If I could, a quick share too. 
uh, I apparently, thanks to this podcast, I am now famous in my own house because uh, my kids, we have one of the uh, Amazon, uh, oh my God, help me out. What are those little pods? Alexa. Alexas. And yes, the, kids yes. all, the kids all use it. They all listen to it. And the other day I was making dinner and I was like, well, what, what the hell? Let's see if it works. And I'm like, Alexa, play Capes and Tights. And it says, and Alexa comes on. It's like, Capes and Tights featuring Paul Eaton with Galactic Comics and Collectibles. <laughs> and, and Katie, my littlest one, is like, <gasps> she's like, Dad, Alexa knows who you are. Famous. That's awesome. So we're on all major <laughs> podcasting you guys platforms. Are for at least my five-year-old thinks I'm cool. Hey, that's the most important. That's, That's what we it. care. We're not cool. We're we're just doing this because it's uh, we don't we have to have an outlet, Paul. As you know, <laughs> we've talked about before. None of our wives want to hear this shit from us. Um, My so, wife loves this podcast. She doesn't listen to it, but it's her favorite. That's podcast. why she loves it. It's because yeah. she doesn't listen to it. But then yeah, Paul, like, you're doing two more hours of a podcast. I don't have to listen to you ramble about comic books. <laughs> exactly. right, the stupid thing is, and I said the same thing. And then I go out in the other room and I'm like, oh, and we talked about this and we yeah, talked about this. And she's like, what the hell? You were supposed to talk yep. about all of that on the podcast, not with me. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> yep. That checks exact same situation here. Yep, exactly. So, but we did watch when we rewatched the movies at TMNT, whereas we're rewatching them, my wife is watching them too. So she's giving us yep. some input on what they believe in too, and that side of it too. So when we talk other things and we'll be reviewing other movies too, I'll be able to give my little tidbits on what the wife says too, because different point of view there with someone who's been, yeah. she wasn't a comic book fan at all. Yep. Now is more of a comic book fan based on the movies mainly. She doesn't read comics, but she likes the the world of action figures yeah. and comics and, yep. and superheroes. Um, and so the little input from someone who doesn't give a shit is also pretty cool too. Well, it's cool. And it's interesting because your wife is is like, you know, you guys are a little, well, it, Justin, you're a little younger than I am. Yeah. So my wife grew up in the same generation I did going and seeing these in the theaters. Yes. Versus, I, I don't think your wife was uh, probably in the theater opening night to no. see TNT. No. So it'll be cool no. to see what she thinks. How did it age? What's it look like? now exactly and I, she and, and she so we'll give a little tidbit she likes them she loves them they're there as they progress obviously a little teaser she doesn't like number three i can't imagine why um but we'll get into that because i don't think yeah, it's yeah. that bad so we'll I'm get reserving into my i'm reserving my week. opinions next year i don't think it's that Michael bad ones. Oh. <laughs> no 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 that's why we're doing the original trilogy because we're not defending the the animated cgi bullshit that they came out with afterwards the suits rule well, paul and i can talk always that the later. suits yes yes always the suits <laughs> always the suits but uh that's this has been an episode of capes and tights we've been welcoming paul i really appreciate it man we'll talk soon i'll see you wednesday of next week for sure to get some appreciate comic books uh and then we'll talk tmnt next week uh so watch those movies in preparation if you want so you can follow along as well that'd be really cool and then follow us on Capes and Tights podcast on Facebook and Instagram and obviously subscribe on Apple and Spotify. And you can find us on Amazon as well. You can find us on Stitcher and all the other major pop. Exactly. And if anybody wants to follow along with the Turtles movies, if you have an HBO subscription, they're all on there. So Correct. nice. And it's worth it. I will tell you right now ahead of time. If you don't have it, you can rent it. Rent the yep. T- Turtle Power definitive history of it's older ones, but still missing some newer stuff. I think it came out probably I don't even know, 10 years ago, probably. It's not even, it's not recent. Yep. It's all pre-IDW. And and so it, it's really good. So watching this, that, that, that documentary is worth it too. And Paul, it's worth watching for you too, just in general. I'll, I'll have uh, to watch really that. Cool. Absolutely. I love the uh, TMNT when they did the uh, toys that made us. Yes. Or whatever. Oh, that, that was so good. That was, that was really one. good. 
I'll tell you yeah. right now, this is better because it's actually 100%. words from Kevin Eastman and, 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 and yeah. Peter Laird. Like it's words from them and, and the yes. creator of the animated cartoon as well. The, uh, the, the five part series that happened pre the playmate or at the same time as the playmates right. toys. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. cool. Anything else you got, Adam, or are you good? No, I'm good. That was, that was blessed. Sweet, man. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon and we'll talk to you soon, Paul. Keep it real. Say hi to your family. Uh, and, uh, we'll get you again on the flip side. All right. Appreciate All right. you guys. Cool. See you guys. Yeah, thanks, Paul.